morning, bitches, and welcome to Wellness for Real, the podcast where we talk about all things wellness. I'm your host. My name is Marlena, and if you're new here, welcome. We have so many amazing episodes, so make sure you go back and check those out as well. We talk about everything on this show. I was inspired to start this podcast after uh, finally finding success in my own weight loss and wellness journey uh, by finally shedding all of the toxic diet culture bullshit and just embracing finding what works for me. So we share other people's stories, uh, tips, tricks, all the things, um, and we talk about it all. So buckle up, y'all, because it's about to get real. Morning, bitches, and welcome back to Wellness For Real. It's your girl, Marlena, back with another live summer series episode. And for our OG listeners, y'all, we brought back our very first guest we ever had on the show. So excited to chat with her again. Um, Let me know if you guys have any questions. While we are chatting in the live, you can leave them at the bottom of the screen or in the comments. And we'll do our best to get to your questions. All right, here is our special guest. Let me add her in. Hey, y'all. Hello. <laughs> adjusting this camera is this good are we good yes you look fabulous welcome back to the show taylor thank you for having me i'm so excited to be here of course we're so excited to have you back you were literally our first guest ever on the show almost two years ago which is pretty wild um so we're like gotta have her back so much has happened in your life like you are killing it so we had to have you back to just give everybody an update and help inspire us all. Cause you were just like a bowl of inspiration and sunshine. <laughs> I try. Thank you. <laughs> That's so kind of you. I know. I love, I love that. It's like, you're still going, you're still trucking, you're still staying consistent and like putting out these bomb episodes. So it is my honor to be, have been the first guest that kicked it off here. (laughs) Yes. So for anybody who might not know who you are, unfamiliar with what you do, uh, do you just want to kind of introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. So I am Taylor of Taylor Made Tasty Inc. I am the CEO and I call myself now, it has changed a lot, but I call myself a goal setting and mindset coach. So I help serial quitters, uh, go from overwhelmed to organized to eventually quit quitting on themselves and their goals uh, so that they can go get there and get to the finish line of their dream life, their dream selves, all of those things. That's awesome. And at the same time, you're creating your own dream life, right? Like you've had some major changes in your life. You literally moved halfway across the country um, quit your full-time job to invest fully in your business and become a full-time entrepreneur. So I want to hear all about that. Like, what was that journey like for you? Yes. So actually we're coming up. I just officially hit my one year as a full-time entrepreneur. 
So a year ago, uh, last, yeah, last Friday um, was one full year. So I'm still kicking. <laughs> uh, the company itself is three years old, but that was like a very big goal of mine. And so having to kind of get my ducks in a row, what that looks like, what sacrifices are going to have to be made, what hurdles are going to come up, all of those things that I normally um, talk about when it comes to goal setting. So that's been a really interesting journey. Uh, which at the exact same time coincided with us moving from California to Texas. So that'll be in about a week and a half. That'll be one official year that we have been here. Um, so we vacationed here in August of last or in April of last year, loved it, obsessed, got the house in June love last year but didn't actually move until august and um that was the craziest adventure of our life <laughs> probably to date uh if you it's just like it could have been a movie because it was like everything that could go wrong did go wrong i mean from 20 20 minutes out from leaving at 3 30 in the morning of like okay we got our 20 hour drive ahead of us we had everything mapped out we had a, a b and b like halfway because we had the little one with us and the dog and my mom and everything so we're like okay we'll get a good night's sleep and we'll take the second half of the leg and uh 20 minutes out from the house one of our cars the transmission died and that happened to be the car that was oh my god oh fully packed the trailer was packed the innards were packed it was just it was insane so that started the domino effect of just like all the things going <laughs> really awfully uh but somehow we made it here so we made it in about 48 hours and um on very little sleep so but it's been awesome ever since which is crazy. It's like California was just like, don't leave. We got, we're going to hold on to you, girl. <laughs> really wanted to test how badly you were uh, ready to go. Right. Totally, so through yeah. all of that, like, obviously that's extremely stressful. So through all of that, like, how do you, how did you prioritize your wellness and take care of yourself through that process? Oh, I don't know. I feel like I took 10 steps backwards within the process. Um, so it's hard because when you're faced with like problem after problem after problem after problem, that uh, what and kind of the concept that I teach is like to be solution oriented. So like my solution oriented badasses or what I call my clients of like, you always have to be looking for the solution because you're constantly life is going to throw the problem at you, whatever it is like you woke up and you stubbed your toe and now your toenails falling off and you're just like I hate life what's happening here like something simple like that, or you hit every red light on the way to a meeting that you're already kind of stressed out about like there's just so many little things that can happen it's like can you be solution oriented constantly so that even from the moment that the transmission went out it was like okay what's the solution here and so with everything that was happening 
of us coming into like a new town and figuring out like new restaurants and then balancing. It was summer of last year. And um, my husband has a, she's now 11, but she was 10 then, um, 10, 11 year old daughter. And so we had, we have her for the whole summer. And so we're trying to balance like her having fun and getting out and doing things. And then we're both, well, he's unemployed at the moment last year. Um, looking for a new job here. And then I'm like still running my business, but also like we all, we just want to be out and having fun and like trying new things and seeing new things. And so honestly, in that season, it was like, what is the big priority? And the big priority was like being present, having fun, not really overthinking that side of it. And yeah, I paid a price for that when it comes to like my wellness and my um, my body and all of those things, but it's, it's not always, I think what I have realized over like these very many years that I've been on this journey is that your priorities are going to shift. And there may be a season where you're just like, okay, this, my goal right now is to be present, having fun, enjoying this moment. Like I do not ever plan on moving out of state ever again, unless somebody is handling those logistics for me and, and the bill. Uh, so, <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, this is the one time to like truly rediscover, like, uh, or discover a new town, a new county, like all these different things that we get to do. And that meant being out and about and eating out more and trying barbecue at all these different places. Right. And so that is why like during that season, my wellness wasn't like my number one goal. Right. And, and there's been many years that it was my number one goal. And so then I started to like, you shift into a moment where you're uncomfortable you're like, mm, mm, mm. and I came into a Texas summer and that is like beyond anything that I've ever been this hot in my whole life. So You're used I'm to like, that perfect California weather. You were spoiled. Totally. <laughs> yes. And the like nice summer nights and all yes. of that. Uh, but so for me, it was like, okay, I can't, I can't feel this uncomfortable next summer. Like, honestly, that's really what it was. It was just like, you just, you know, you're just sticky and hot and you're just like, I don't feel comfortable. And my skin is like touching my other skin because <laughs> there's just more of it. Uh, and so I'm like, uh, okay, well, I just like, I know what to do. Again, I say like your superpower is, you know what to do. We're not helpless. We're not like, oh my God, I don't, what's happening? Like, yeah, sure. It doesn't make sense. And you do need support and you do need community in that, but it's like, we're, we know what to do. We know what works for us. We may have to like case study certain things and find out. And like your journey has been like, you, you know, you trying different things and you've come into like a very solid, this works for me and my body. And, mm -hmm. and that's what that is. It's like, you're kind of like dating different things that you know, you're like, I like this and I don't like this. And so, and that's kind of what it became again. It was like, Taylor, you want to figure out what wellness means to you with this new life you have here. Um, and then I started running and it just all kind of went crazy from there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And I think that that's so important for people to remember that like, it's normal for your goals to shift throughout your life and through different seasons that you're in. I feel like so often I see people trying to force themselves into maybe what they did in the past or um, force themselves to prioritize things in the wrong order, maybe based on what they're going through. Um, so I love that you're sharing like your story and your journey because um, I think it's important for people to understand that, right? Like it's nobody's journey is going to be linear. Um, and it's, it's a fucking roller coaster ride, right? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and I think we, we are constantly looking to like, Oh, what I'm eating, what I'm eating, what I'm eating. We're like overly obsessed with that when there's like so yes. many factors that go into it. And we don't think about yes. like the stress in our life and the boundaries and how we're sleeping and how we're moving our body and like what your job's doing for like your, you know, mental health and all of those things where it's like, it's really this full tree of all these different branches that you need to pay attention to in order like wellness doesn't just mean food it doesn't just mean what's going in your mouth there's like it's such a robust tree of life that we need to like manage all these little things yeah absolutely dieting is just one tiny little piece of a much larger puzzle right um, so you mentioned that you're running now, and that is definitely something that I wanted to talk about um, because you're killing it. And I just kind of want to know, like, what was your inspiration for like starting your journey um, to become a runner? Yeah, I love to give this like really cool story of like, oh my gosh, I watched this movie or I read this book or I saw this person, but truly it was like a wild hair at my ass of like, <laughs> of I do not look like a runner. I certainly do not look like a marathoner. Like I just, I don't. And, and it's, and for me, when I first initially thought about it, I was like, yes, this is going to be a physical challenge, but this is also going to be, and even more so now that I'm halfway-ish through it, uh, a mental challenge. And it's truly like that mental warfare, that mental toughness. Um, and it was something that I honestly at first thought I would keep a secret. Like, oh, I'm just going to, uh, you know, thrive in silence. Like, I'm just going to do this thing and I'm just not going to tell anybody what I'm doing. And so I secretly told uh, a few of my good friends. And I even told the first one of the first ones I told, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to do it. And then I ended up telling my best friend of like, hey, I have this idea. It sounds nuts. And she was like, I want to run a marathon, too. And so then when it became like this, OK, we, we have support, we have accountability, all this stuff. I'm like, why wouldn't I share this? Like, why wouldn't I share this journey? I mean, I know. And now I know because I'm I'm have received messages and things like that like I never thought that someone that looked like me you know there's they're sending this message to me I never thought that anyone that looked like me could run or was able to do this or you've inspired me to like I've always wanted to run a 5k and now I'm trying again or I thought I was too old or whatever it was like there's so many things that have come out of it now which is like so beautiful that I'm so happy that I've shared this so, I mean, no real inspiration for it. I have now since found people that look like me that have completed this goal. 
um, which I think is so awesome. And so like now I look up to them um, for, for that and it's been wild. So I started in November uh, and my actual marathon that is currently booked right now is exactly a year, like to the day of when I started training, uh, which is why amazing. Seems meant, meant to be. be. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, so I started just researching. I have learned more about running than like anything else in life. And there's so many, you just think, I mean, I really thought I was like, yes, okay, you need good shoes. So let me go to this running store and get fitted and get good shoes. And I thought that was going to be like my hardest, biggest thing, right? Like the shoes. And that was for a while, you have to like break them in and all that stuff. But there's just so many other things that you just don't think about. Like I've had, I, I've talked about this on my own podcast of like my chafing that has happened. I've gotten like hemorrhoids. I mean, it's, <laughs> there's just so many things that go into it that you never even think are going to be a thing. But, um, you know, running long distances, there's, it just does stuff to your body and you learn and, um, and every time I hit a milestone, I just like blow my own damn mind. Like, there's no way I'm going to be able to run six miles or eight miles or 10 miles. And I just last month completed my first half marathon. Uh, That's amazing. Congratulations. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I was just going to um, ask you, what, what are the milestones that you've hit so far? Yeah. So, uh, I did a 5k. That was like my first milestone, which, which ended up being, I just thought, okay, again, like as a newbie runner, I was like, Oh, a 5k, like I'm thinking fun run. It's happening like through a neighborhood or around a mall. Or I just thought, you know, 5ks are just like this fun little fake run. Really. It's what I thought it was. And of course, so naturally, I'm not paying attention, not really thinking the word challenging is on this page of this 5k. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe there's a hill on the neighborhood. I don't know. Uh, and so we get there and it ends up being like a straight up trail run. So you're like, have little gravel and pebbles and the insane hills. So uh, yeah, I got a uh, dose of reality real quick to know of when you're looking at a race page, you need to look at the details of the race and that not all 5Ks are just little cute fun runs. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> so I did my 5K, I did a 10K where I was dead in last. Um, like there was a little golf cart behind me the whole time of like we need to get you to the finish line uh so that was a story and then the half marathon and then the full marathon will be the uh final milestone but my longest run has been 14 miles which is just over a half marathon so the, yeah i think 16 or something like that will be the next milestone Wow. That's so amazing. How inspiring. So how are you training for the marathon? Yeah. So up to this point, I really have been kind of making my own training programs based upon different information I've read. And I am a 
what makes this accessible to a lot of people that have the um, fitness level or the physique of myself is that I use run, walk, run intervals. So I am not running continuously the entire time. I did for the first, basically up to my 10K um, and then found this, what's called the Jeff Galloway method. He's uh, an insanely great runner, has been for years and years. And so it's run, walk, run, and their intervals. And depending on your abilities, your intervals can change. And so that has made it really accessible to a lot of people. And so I've taken like some of his programs, some of uh, things from Peloton and just all of these different things and kind of piecemealed them together. But after I did the half marathon and the 14 miles, I was like, you know what, I need to get, I mean, I've been serious about this. I've been real serious about this, committed. My word of the year is disciplined. I have been disciplined, but I'm like, I need to take this to the next level. And if somebody was asking me what to do, I'd be like, you need your A-team. And so I have hired my A-team. So I have um, hired a marathon nutritionist, and then I have hired a marathon running coach too. So uh, my running coach runs about a four minute mile, which is insane. What? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, it's insane. That's nuts. So it's nuts. Yeah. Um, I'm more of a 14. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say, I'm definitely in the double digits. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so yeah, so they have put together a plan, I mean, separately, but you know, I'm, I'm working on each of them individually. And so now I have a plan that I have put into place with my nutritionist, which is incredible. I love it. And then the running coach basically sets it out for me and he's very big on strength training. Um, cause the marathon that I'm signed up for has a lot of hills which is very scary uh, because once I hit elevation, I can peter out very quickly. So I'm like, yeah, I just, I just need to get stronger. I just need to get stronger. So, um, but both of them combined are going to get me there. And so I'm excited. That's amazing. I was going to ask about um, your food. Like, what does that look like now with yeah. running? Because obviously being that active, you have to be fueling your body in a different way. Obviously you can't be dieting or in like a massive deficit. Um, so what does your eating look like? What are you learning from your nutritionist? Totally. I think what the coolest part is about having a nutritionist, and this may be different depending on who you're working with, but specifically for this like marathon nutritionist, uh, where we're so used to opening an app and it being empty and like, I'm telling the app what I'm eating in this case, the app is telling me what to eat. And that is like, so cool. Um, because I don't have to, I don't have to guess or think about it or be like, wait, is this, is this what I should be doing to fuel for this run or for this day? Uh, and so that is a really cool part about it, but it's like, I just realized actually the other day, um, that I've been doing this for, I think, two or three weeks now with the nutritionist. And I was like, wow, my, um, I'm going to talk about poop. Sorry. Uh, my number two right. are like way more regular now. Um, and I was really thinking back to, and I don't want to like diss anybody's, uh, program that they're on, but a previous program that I'm on was like so much processed, like 
it just was that's what worked it was not that it's you know it's I, it's not that it doesn't work but it, it i think it works to a point um and i i say that to my clients too but um just like heavily processed and now i'm eating like nuts and protein and car and it's just like everything that i'm eating is really from you know how they say like the outside of the grocery store have you ever heard that oh um, yeah yep is a lot of that stuff and mm -hmm. um not that i don't love the other stuff and i still have my one today is cheat day so um yeah i had some yummy breakfast this morning but like it's just that my you know 90% of my week now is like fueling me for the activity that I'm going to be having. And it's not because I, I didn't start this to lose weight, but I think a lot of people think like, oh, running, like if I was just running because runners are lean, they just are, they're not, they're not crossfitters. They're not, they're not bulky, right? The, the, the concept is that you have to carry everything that's on your body for all of those miles. So the leaner you are, the faster you are. Uh, and so it doesn't, it, like I said, they don't have the physique of me. And so I think it's this, this concept of like, oh, I, you know, running, that would be like how I lose weight. And <laughs> I would bust that myth right now. Uh, and I've talked to that with my nutritionist and my running coach. And it's just like, we, you burn so much when you're running that your body actually wants to like, hold on to it because it's like, oh, I don't know when you're going to burn that much again. So I have to like grab onto this now, uh, which is really interesting because I didn't know that to begin with. So I really did think like there would be a side effect, right? Like, oh, I'm running so much. There's going to be this like cool side effect of losing weight. Right. Um, but yeah, truly that, that has is a, not the case. <laughs> has it worked out that way? Um, but I think that that's so cool that um, you're learning so much more about your body through this process, like even the importance of gut health, which I think is overlooked quite often, um, especially on a lot of diet programs. Like that doesn't really seem to be a priority, like making sure people are getting enough fiber and um, yes. you know, all of that. Um, but yeah, your gut health is extremely important. And if you're not pooping at least once regularly a day, you have a problem, <laughs> like something yes. going on there. Um, and I know for me, I, I've learned that your gut health really like kind of controls everything else that's going on in your body. So, um, I think that that's pretty cool that you like learning these other things about your body through this process, which is like the fun of like throwing yourself into something new and challenging. I think like yeah. all of the unexpected yeah, things that you, you know, um, didn't think were going to happen. Um, so you mentioned, you mentioned your podcast. So I definitely want to talk about that. Um, I have been listening. I've listened to a few episodes. I love it. I love you. You're just, you have such a positive perspective on everything. Um, and you're like such an organized, like detail oriented person. Um, so you're just so good at like kind of breaking things down. Definitely check out Taylor's podcast, but, um, for you, like what, what made you start your podcast? Like, what, what do you, what's your inspiration for it? Oh man. I mean, it's been on my list for years. Uh, I know. I know when I met you um, in California, Disney, I told you, I, I think that's when I told you I wanted to start my podcast and we were talking about that. 
Yeah. Um, and I know no, you I said it was that. also a goal for you as well. So that's so cool. Look at us slaying our goals. <laughs> I think we were in Indiana Jones when we had that conversation. I feel like I vividly like remember that. Um, <laughs> yes. And merch. I think we talked about merch at that yep. point too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, it's always been on my list. And even though I have this robust vision board that I do every year, it doesn't mean that I'm going to hit 100% of it. And so that one has kind of like rolled into, rolled into, and it really was like, okay, Taylor, you are a full-time entrepreneur now. We've taken 40 to 50 hours of your nine to five out of your life. Like, what are you going to replace that with? And let's do things we said we were going to do. And so um, if I can hit 70 to 80% of my vision board, I'm like, that is a win in the year. Uh, so I was just like, let's do this. Let's try it. I have no idea what I'm doing. And I, I just one day pulled up YouTube university and, uh, was like, okay, well, I know I need an intro. So I started there. Like I made an intro. I found where to get, you know, royalty free music and, do an intro and figure out how to use like all the different programs that it takes and stuff. And so, um, and how to, my first few episodes, my husband was like, you were blowing out my ears. And so I had to like learn how to mix the audio because my intro would be like louder than, you know, we were talking or I was talking, or if I had a guest, how they were talking. Um, and again, another a lot of working parts. Yes, yes. <laughs> another thing that you have to uh, that you have to think about when it comes to uh, discovering doing something new, right? Mm -hmm. But there was also this uh, when I was thinking about it, I'm like, well, I I know I have this marathon goal, and that would be really cool for just like years to come to be able to kind of listen to that part of my life. Um, and, and once I started sharing that, cause I started sharing in November and I didn't uh, launch a podcast until January that I was like, okay, people are interested in this. Like this would be a good portion, not that the whole podcast would be about that, but this would be something really cool to share. Um, and so that was kind of like a push as well. Like, okay, you said you're going to do this you're doing this cool big goal, like why not have a way to document it? Um, and then I used to do this thing on IGTV, which is like such a dying breed, like no one does that anymore. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, they always say like the new thing, like, oh, you got to do this. This is how you're going to trick the algorithm. Uh, and so I used to do this thing called 10 with Taylor on IGTV and it would just be me coaching on something or giving perspective on something or life updates, whatever. And so I was like, what if we took that same concept and kind of took that to the podcast? So there are some episodes that are like that, just 10 with Taylor, just kind of like digestible punch of coaching information or, hey, I heard about this and I want to relay it, whatever it is. Uh, and then I'll, I will have some guests on there and then sometimes my family's on there. So, uh, but it overall, the, the goal and the point of it is really just to, again, help serial quitters learn life skills to help them quit quitting on themselves to just like be, be and see the best version of you. And how are you going to go get there? Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you talk about things that you wouldn't even think about, like, um, your most recent episode about like um, like curating your closet to reflect your personal style. Um, and I was listening, I was like, wow, there's so many things and little pieces in there, things that I've never thought about. 
um, like you said, just gave me a really different perspective on um, style and how you present yourself to the world. And it's not even something that I think most people think about when they're thinking about like being their best selves, right? Like when I think about like getting dressed, I'm like, oh, well, I'm just going to grab like what's comfortable and like whatever. Um, but yeah, I just, I love your perspective on it. So definitely Thank check you. out, yeah. definitely check out Taylor's podcast. It's just Taylor made tasty podcast, right? Yes, correct. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, and um, I want to talk to you a little bit more just about entrepreneurship in general, because I feel like when you have an entrepreneurial mind, nothing else will, <laughs> nothing else works, right? Except for like doing what you're meant to do. Um, so for you, like I know you worked like a nine to five for quite a while. What was that transition like for you um, to go from working for someone else to really committing to like working for yourself? Totally. So uh, you would think that at first you're like so jazzed up you're just like oh let me hit the ground running like nope oh my gosh I have all this extra time and again nope. I did have the I had the move piece in there so that was like a little bit of you know a moving part right but truly when it when it first happens it's almost just this like sigh just like this deep sigh and then it, and then the next initial thought is like well what the fuck do I do now <laughs> I have that's so accurate yeah I'm like I have all this extra time and when you are in that entrepreneurial mindset you have the ideas just like don't stop and you're just you know that idea of like content can be anything or you know everything is content and so then you're like oh let me make this into a content or can I do this or I need to do I need to be doing reels I need to be marketing it this way I need to be on TikTok I need to be it's just like there are so many facets that you could like have your hand into when it comes to marketing yourself and your business or growing it or it all the different avenues that you can grow and so it's like ooh, it's overwhelming because you're like, where do I even begin here? So for me, it was really like, I was, I was paralyzed for a while. I was like, I don't know. I, you know, this train's already running. It's not as if I'm starting a brand new business. I've been in the, you know, I've had the business for about a year and over, over a year and a half at that point. And so like, things are already moving. I have a lot of processes in place. I already had a, a virtual assistant at that point. And so it was like things are moving so maybe i just keep it moving <laughs> you know but uh but truly having that spirit you're always looking to be like better and do better and grow more and so um what i heard at that time that really like shifted that was uh, uh jim Rohn. he's like a personal development guru if you will uh and he talks about like if you want your business and your life to be better you work on yourself because the better you are the better your business is the more valuable you are to the marketplace not to people um because you you are valuable just the way you are but like to work on yourself you become more valuable to the marketplace and to your clients and to the people that you are marketing to right and so truly that was like when i was like all right taylor you gotta get your shit together so started 
I've bought countless like courses and things like that. And so for me, it was like, what if this is just a time to soak in information and like look at different certifications and like different courses and things that you have already bought, but just never had the time because of the nine to five to like actually dive into it and do all of that stuff. And this on a, a simple form could really be like books and podcasts. And some of it was that, right? So it was kind of this like rebirth learning period where I like took myself back to school and learned all this, uh, these new tools and, um, and everything like that to like show up better and stronger. And then it took me really, like I said, it was almost a year ago. So that was mid July to, I'd say October to be like back in it and have a schedule and know what I was doing and truly working, um, on the business because it just was the initial shock of it all. You think, you think when you have a nine to five and a side hustle, if I could just get rid of this nine to five, like if that's the only thing weighing me down, but it's not true. It's just so many things in life. And then the, the concept of I could be doing a million things that you're not sure what to pull in and what to do. So uh, yeah, it was, it was a good few months before I felt like I was getting traction of like, let me grow this into something bigger. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. I have multiple small businesses and it's just like, I also have ADHD. So when I'm like super overwhelmed, I just go into like executive dysfunction and I'm like, you know what? I'm just not gonna do anything <laughs> at all. Um, but yeah, I, I, when I, well, I was actually furloughed, so I didn't quit my job, but I was furloughed obviously during the pandemic. Um, I was like, wow, I'm gonna have so much extra time for my businesses. Kind of like what you're talking about. I was like, wow, I'm going to get so much done. I'm going to grow so much. And then when it came down to it, I was like in that same mindset where I was like, shit, like, what am I supposed to do? Um, so I totally get that. Um, but I love seeing you thrive and you're just doing amazing. Uh, Thank you. And one thing that you did also do over this last year was you filed some trademarks, right? Yes, 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 yes. So I would love uh, to hear about that process. Yes, it takes forever. So um, all the... <laughs> You know what people tell me all the time? They're like, you need to trademark morning bitch. And, I was, and I'm like, you guys say that? Like, it's like, you just like go online and like fill right. something out and it's trademarked. Like it's a very lengthy, expensive legal process. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, and it's like, it, you can do all of that work. Like you could, you know, they can say that to you, like trademark morning bitches. Uh, and you can do all the work. And then at the very end, they'll tell you, mm -mm, you can't actually have it. And you've paid all these fees <laughs> and uh, you've paid fees to the government, fees to yes. the attorney. You can do all of it. And they will be like, mm, actually, yep. that's a little bit like this. So you can't trademark that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's no refunds. <laughs> no, mm -mm, no, not at all. And if they're like, if you change this little thing about it, then you can do it. You have to go through the entire process again. And it is, it's lengthy. It's crazy. It's just like, because what you're trademarking, um, there's this saying about it is that it can't be basically like, it can't be confused with something else. Right. So somebody can't go, I'm going to trademark Nike, right? Like that is like, obviously going to be confused with something else. Right. Uh, and, so, <laughs> and so if it's, 
to if it's too close to something like I was kind of uh, afraid because Taylor made is even though it's um you know I think they're used as one word or something like that but Taylor made is like a company and so I I was a little bit scared about that but um yeah I worked with an a, attorney and so she basically took both of them. And then the other part about the trademarking is that you have different lanes. So for you, like it's a saying that you say, but it's also like, if it's going to be on merch. Um, and the craziest part about this is that like, for example, I have quit quitting trademarked and I want to put that on merch. And so I, but I don't have that all right now. So I had to make fake merch and make it look like it was a running store hope the u.s government's not listening because <laughs> basically i made i'm being i'm being real with you right wellness for real i'm being hey, real yeah um, you you gotta find the yeah. loopholes to get shit done right right so they're like if you're gonna do this either you have to trademark it now with an intent to use but then that means i have to pay more later when i mm -hmm. actually use it or you just do it now. I'm like, okay. So I told my VA, I'm like, put this logo on a bunch of different products and make me a storefront. And like, they're not real. I mean, they're just like made in, you know, Photoshop or whatever. And they're on a storefront that looks like it's working, but everything is sold out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, a commodity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So then when they check you to see if it's a real merchandise brand, then it looks like it is. And so now I own that. And then I, once I have those items or decide to make those items, they are already trademarked. Um, but there's so many different lanes. My point to that was there's so many different lanes. So for example, um, you like under the education lane is kind of what Taylor May Tasty is trademarked under because I have the podcast and I have my coaching and I have like online services where if I wanted Taylor May Tasty to be on it, which there's no need for it to be, but if I wanted that on merchandise, I would have to trademark it again in that lane. And it's just really confusing because you have to you have to know exactly what it is and what you want like upfront before you do anything. And I'm telling you, I waited 18 months. I did this years ago and then wow. finally got the like, yay, you're approved and the seal and everything, which is so cool, but it's a yeah, process. For sure. And then I think something else that people don't think about is, okay, so if somebody else uses your trademark, what do you do then? Like what happens then? So, you have to have the resources to go after them, correct? Yes, correct, correct. Um, so anyone is like, you can reach out to me if you wanna know who I use because there is part of a package that you can have that they will um, create the cease and desist. Mm. Um, okay. But you have to be, I mean, you have to be on top of that. Like you have to be, it has to be very obvious that they're trying to, use the same thing as you right you know so yeah. um but i i don't foresee having that uh in my case but yes it is very confusing because of people you know and like with morning bitches that is so something that easily someone else could say right just right. straight up rip you off but maybe right. they're doing it on a different platform or they use it as um the 
saying on their email line or something like that, right? And so it's like, how do you decide that they're taking away from your business by utilizing this phrase? Right. So interesting. Yeah, I don't think people realize how much actually goes into trademarking and what what purpose it serves um, and what it's for. So thanks for breaking that all down. I find that that so interesting. (laughs) It is. It is fascinating. I love it. Yes. Um, So one other thing I want to talk about um, is you are, like you said, your husband has a daughter from a previous relationship. So you guys have a blended family and you guys co-parent. And it seems like you guys do it really well. Um, And there's so many people now that are in similar situations um, that maybe struggle with that. So I was just wondering if you had any advice for people who are co-parenting or in blended families um, how they can create a cohesive environment. Yes. So it's, it's easy for me to say what I think here, but the problem is you're working with multiple different people, right? So like the first thing I'm going to say is respect factor from, from you, from the get-go, right? Of like, so big things have come up over the years. Peyton getting a dress for her promotion or Peyton's like getting her haircut or for things that are first, right? Like her first bra and her first time of shaving her legs and like really big things that only one of us families are most of the time going to be there for one of those things. And so one of the biggest pieces of respect that I learned was because I grew up with a mom and a bonus mom and there were some tips about things like that of like oh prom dresses and and all of that and sort of learning from that comes from respect of communication of hey and I want to buy her this or I want to experience this with her like what do you think about that and and honestly a lot of work prior to me coming in was done between them for co-parenting and she now has a husband and other children and then Dustin and I got married a few years later and so all of this is really kind of new to Peyton in the last like four or five years right and so part of that was like working with her too and I think that the biggest thing is like the respect the communication but ultimately everyone has to be on the same page of why would you not want this like precious baby child to have the most love that they can have in their life, right? Like, why would you not want more and more people supporting them and loving on them and being around when you're not around and doing the best that they can for this child where everybody is involved in that? Like everyone has that common goal. And I think a lot of the time, with some situations, it's just that everyone is like selfish to their own wants and needs, as far as the adults go, uh, is selfish to their own wants and needs. And that then plays into how they show love, how they say like certain things in front of the child about the other parents and all of that. I, again, like I was very lucky coming into this situation because it was a good situation. If you were to look at, I, I met my husband in the wild, but if you were to look at any of my dating, uh, profiles, it was like children. No, like, no, I had zero interest in 
having in co-parenting a child. I had zero interest in that. And, um, and now it's like the best thing ever. It's tough. It's really tough. Um, but it is the best thing ever. And I think also the fact that I got to experience it with my own bonus mom and like realizing later in life, how much she did for me and how much she loved me and how she never wanted me to feel different than my half sisters. And like, I read letters now from her. She's, she's passed away, but, um, I read letters now from her and it's just like, she loved me the same that she did love her own kid, you know, her biological children and being able to see that I'm like, okay, I want to be that for Peyton too. Um, and, and, and she'll realize it someday because like I say, it's like really magical and amazing, but it's also really freaking tough because you're never going to be mom. You're never going to be dad. Like, it's just, that's not how it's going to be. And so even, you know, like she's so excited when dad gets home and I'm like, I've, I've been here all day with you, like playing games and doing all this stuff and like entertaining you. But it's just like, you know, there's, there's nothing better than like those parents who have been with her since the beginning. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. but I know, but I know because I experienced it myself that she will get there someday and realize like how much I have done for her. Um, And so I just have to like live on that (laughs) for a while. And I feel like maybe that's just like parenting in general too, though, especially as they get older and they get into their preteens and teens, um, they're just not going to appreciate any of their authoritative figures in their lives, right? Until later on in life. Um, But I appreciate you sharing that because um, I know a lot of people struggle with that, right? Like struggle with prioritizing um, the kids over their feelings or their dislike for someone or whatever it may be. So absolutely. Yeah. Got to prioritize the kids. Yeah. So what is next for Taylor? What, what do you have going on? I know you, you know you have your big goal of the marathon, which is amazing. And we'll be yes. watching and cheering you on. Um, what Thank else? What, what are your other goals for the rest of this year? Oh goodness. Um, so well, business wise, I do a vision board party every year and I have for the past few years and it's kind of like gotten bigger and bigger every year. And so last year I did this like vision board party box where it's kind of like think subscription box, like a fab fit fun kind of, but for your vision board. And so this year I want to make it even like bigger and better and cooler. Um, so there's going to be some like merch items in there that I want to be doing. I do like lofty, lofty goal would be some sort of planner. Uh, cause we're talking goals, we're talking like yes. planners and how to break that down. Uh, but I want it to be effective because I feel like either the planner is like overwhelming or like, where you have to, you know, write out your entire life. for it to you know it's like this two-page binder that you're like okay I have to write a novel every Sunday to plan my entire week so where I wanted to so accurate that's how I feel about planners I'm like oh my god so overwhelming overwhelming. (laughs) yes so I'm like okay well if we're talking about over organizing the overwhelm then we need it to be just clear and concise and 
and effective. I want it to be effective. Um, so that's kind of what I'm conceptualizing with my assistant right now and figuring out like what that would look like design wise and whatever. And so that would be a big stretch lofty goal if I can get that done um, this year. But uh, and then I have a monthly membership that I absolutely adore and love and we meet a few times a month and keep each other accountable. And I do private coaching in there. And then I also have one-on-one -on -one clients. But as far as like big long-term, I'll be honest with you, it's scary. It's scary as an entrepreneur because it almost feels as though like how, how long can I make this last? And I, again, I'm being real because this is like the roller coaster of your thoughts um, that happen. And even, I don't know if you've ever had that thought about the podcast too, of like how, and I think about myself, so I'll, I'll talk about myself, but, um, like how, well, how, how am I going to come up with new things to talk about? Or when is this going to expire? Uh, yes. or, you know, something like that. And so it's like those thoughts constantly come up, which is why I think that the, uh, when the creativity strikes and the ideas strike, you just have to like go after them mm -hmm. uh, because that constant question will always happen. But then we have the data to back it up. You have the listeners to back it up. I have the clients to back it up. Like there's a reason that we're doing what we're doing and stepping into our truth. And so I think it's just like owning that and and pushing forward. <laughs> totally. Yeah, no, I can completely relate to that for sure. Um, and even just, even when things are going well, I mean, I still struggle with self-doubt and with um, imposter syndrome. And some days I, it's funny because last week I had um, Gwen glows up on the show. We were pre-chatting before we started recording and I was just telling her, I'm like so often right before I record with someone, cause she was talking about how nervous she was. And people always say that before they come on the podcast, they're like, oh, I'm so nervous. Um, and I'm like, it's fine. It'll just be a conversation. But like, in my head, I'm nervous too. Like I, so often I just want to like cancel right before or just stop making the show altogether. Like you said, I'll get to a point where I feel like it's stagnant and I'm just like, we're just putting out content and people are giving us positive feedback, but still in my mind, I'm like, I'm not doing enough. Um, and I also have a photography business too. So I feel the same way about my photography too, where I'm like, okay, you've been, you know, working with the same clients for the last few years. You really haven't gotten any new clients or anybody who wasn't from word of mouth, you know, so you should be doing this like always in my mind. And I tell my husband this all the time. I'm like, constantly, I feel like I should be doing more and it is just that like entrepreneur entrepreneurial mindset where it's just like it's like they exist simultaneously where you're like I'm not doing enough but I'm doing too much <laughs> all at the same yes. time all yes. the time it's exhausting but it's also thrilling um and exciting and there is just so much power in living in your truth um which is something that I absolutely love about you like you are just authentically you um, like IRL on the internet everywhere. Like you're just you <laughs> and you live your truth. Um, so I think as long as you're living your truth and doing your best, you'll find success and everything that you do will lead you to where you're meant to be. Right. That's how I try to look yes. at it. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. I echo everything you said. <laughs> Thank you.
Well, thank you so much for coming on the show again and joining me live. Um, I've been working out, like you said, like working through the logistics of things and um, the first live summer series I recorded, all of my equipment just stopped working. So um, I've been working through some, some issues and, um, but you just got to keep moving forward and give it your best. That's all we can do. That's um, right. That's yes. Right. And it's always comforting to know that other people struggle for some reason, right? Like there's comfort in that knowing yeah. that even people that you admire and you look at and you're like, wow, look at her. She's killing it. She's slaying it. She's, you know, her business is growing. She's doing so well. And you're like, am I? <laughs> right. Right. Like I, I record a podcast every week with other people and just with myself and I'm on here right now and I can't tell you the amount of like boob sweat I have right now because I'm nervous like <laughs> we all <laughs> and that's not just because I'm in Texas because I'm inside but it's just it's real like we I think it's because we want to show up in the best way like when we get the choice to we want to show up in the best way possible and so we, we feel that pressure to do so. Like I just, even though I'm authentic and real, and I'm going to tell you that I'm just like, I'm drenched right now, um, that, <laughs> that it's also like, I just want to show up and like be the best version. And that's, I think that's what we all want in different ways, right? Whether that's in entrepreneurship or, or working for somebody or on your wellness journey or whatever it is that you want, it's like, we just want to show up the best. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that. And we'll see you bitches next Monday. Bye.